0: This is a podcast mini-series presented by Modular Media. little worse than a pod, little better than a cast, was performed in front of a pre-recorded studio audience. Alright, fuck it. DUDE! Welcome to Little Worse Than A Pod, A Little Better Than A Cast! I'm the Radical Vacuuminator, and I'm here with Boingo Ryder! I'm here to talk shows and chew bubblegum, and I'm all out of bubblegum so and also we have the totally bodacious miriam of buster corp
1: insert malcolm in the
2: middle reference here all right i'm done with that because that's going to destroy my throat if i keep doing it oh uh, so howdy all hi hi it hi. was uh, it we, we it's wandavision time this I episode is the all new Halloween Spooktacular. Uh, Why is it put, all new? This is the first Halloween spectacular, I think, in the MCU. I don't know. That's just what they call it. But like, all new is also a Marvel thing. Like yeah, all new, all pre- different Marvel. Well, they've used that prefix before that too. It's like it's like something yeah. they've done a bunch of times. So
1: yeah,
0: it's like Marvel using secret or war oh,
1: yeah.
0: or secret war mm-hmm. or a uh,
1: whole bunch of wars because we can't have nice things. Yeah.
0: I mean, at least uh, Marvel's not in crisis every five years. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. Come on, uh, Marvel has a better moniker for big event things because we got secrets and wars. You got crisis, and you have to explain what the fuck a crisis is every time you get one.
1: So basically, so see, it's so big when, form. So you see when anxiety comes together with people, a crisis happens.
2: Uh. Um. So
1: anyway, episode. I six believe Boingo
2: went first last time. Miriam, yeah. why don't you tell us uh, your general thoughts on this episode?
1: It was very, very, very good. I actually understood the sitcom references for once because I know what Malcolm in the Middle is. <laughs> like, so it's like it was really cool to see the Malcolm in the Middle, like you know, kind of the kid talking to the camera, breaking the fourth wall. Um, I wonder if that will have a plot mm-hmm. significance. Probably will. Also, we got to see Wicked and Speed costumes, and that was cool. Also, Evan Peters being really cool. Just everyone was really cool. Vision almost died, but other than that, really cool. Also, like I already saw the spoiler image for Episode Seven, but I'm really concerned for Darcy now.
2: Oh no. Uh, let's let's talk about Evan Peters for for a minute because he's the big new thing that we were all curious about last week. Um, yeah. Because like. I love that they brought him in and everybody's like, oh my god, it's Fox Quicksilver, but he's really just
1: playing comic book Quicksilver? Yeah. He just seems to be playing, like, a version of Quicksilver that we were supposed to get in the MCU, but we just never got.
0: Well, I mean, it was for legal reasons. The Marvel and yeah. Fox just, like, agreed, we'll use Silver, uh, Scarlet Witch, you can use Quicksilver.
1: Yeah. I mean, like, like if, like, contract disputes weren't a thing, like, you know, what Feige wanted... And also, um, I'm I don't think this is I, I, I'm more convinced that this is just like a some a original resident of Westview or Eastview. Um also, by the way, uh someone told me this. Westview, W V Wanda Vision. Mm. Uh, you probably already knew that, but uh, I just No, I hadn't thought of that,
2: but yeah, that, that, that makes sense.
1: Yeah. But yeah, um I- I'm more like this episode makes me more convinced that Evan Peters is just some weird Either Mephisto or just an original resident of Westview.
0: I have theories and speculation on what exactly Pietro might be, but we can get into that a little bit later. But I, he, Evan Peters, fit into the MCU like a goddamn glove.
1: Yeah, Yeah. I mean, like, to be fair, he was one of the only, like, quippy people in the Fox X Men movies. They just put him in a quippy. I mean, it's this, no one's really making that many quips in WandaVision yet, at least, like, in these later episodes where things are getting heated. But, like, you know, it just fits, like, well the kind of a bit more colorful aesthetic of the MCU. Mm -hmm. And I like how
2: he's very emblematic of the sort of changing tones of sitcoms from this time period. Because up till now, the sitcoms they've been going with are very much the kind of idealized, we're dysfunctional, but we get along and we love each other kind of kind of smulchy sweet sitcoms of the 80s and going back and now that we're in the 90s sort of moving into the 2000s really it's we kind of skipped over the 90s and just went to the 2000s because malcolm in the middle yeah, started I mean, in 2000.
0: Like, well i mean realistically the, the definitive sitcoms of the 90s you couldn't really fit into the one division mold because they're seinfeld and friends true and, um, yeah, like and stuff ensembles. like that they're adult um, ensembles no family but also a lot of the eighties sitcoms did go on to the nineties, much like Full House and stuff. So they kinda they fudged it.
1: Yeah, yeah they, I was uh, saying they did like a the combo episode, like a combo meal episode. And now we're in like the uh, Malcolm in the Middle era where the families are like, you know, they're a bit more down to earth. They don't like they kinda hate each other. Yeah. It's that uh, To
2: to get back to my point, we've moved into sort of the everybody's antagonistic towards each other a period of sitcoms where it's less we we are just we don't always get along but we love each other it's more we never get along but we tolerate each other and yeah his sort of antagonistic annoying younger brother nature him being quicksilver uh really fits into that mold and i like how the whole episode wanda's kind of going like I don't want this. I want to be a happy family. And and he's like, bitch, you brought me here.
1: Although, they, uh, skipping ahead a bit, she does say, I don't know how I did this. And I'm like, hmm. She doesn't know. Actually, someone speculated like there's this X-Men villain who does television. I'm not sure if we talked about him before, but someone speculated that he might be a big villain or something. Yeah, Mojo. Mojo, that's the guy, yeah. Mojo Especially guy. when you
0: consider that Mojo is in an alternate dimension. Ah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, like, that, although, seems, that seems to be the general theme of the upcoming MCU stuff.
1: Yeah, like it's all the multiverse. Because, hey, we have just want to put all the Marvel movies into one banner. Screw bringing the fan four stick people. Oh no,
2: I prefer Roger <laughs> Corman's Fantastic Four. Thank you. Oh, uh, if Mike.
1: they do that, if they do that, that would be like the greatest, like the, the greatest thing ever. No, no, like, no, imagine they, following up on that universe,
2: getting those actors back.
0: Oh, yeah, just no, no, to no. have the, the Thing suit. Oh, yeah. Thing needs to be practical, uh, as practical as possible, but bring in the fan four-stick people and make that the live-action version of Marvel Zombies.
1: Ooh. <laughs> yes! Uh, that would actually work well if the director's original vision of wanting to do a horror fan four-stick thing. But uh, speaking of uh,
2: um, Fantastic Four-type stuff... So, are you guys in a, in agreement with Twitter that it's probably Reed Richards that no. is uh, Monica's guy? Because she did specifically say her guy in this episode. She was using male pronouns.
0: Mm. I don't think it's going to be Reed, because Reed is more often been per- portrayed as super scientist, theoretical physicist.
1: Mm. I, I don't know. I mean, maybe it's like... I don't think it's... It, it's very, like, the only one I can think of is Reed. But, like, it could be anyone. It could just be an obscure comic grab, for all I know. Also, sure. speaking of grabs, uh, so Agnes is looking a lot less suspicious now. Because, <laughs> like, I think That's she was cool. a red herring. She's looking a lot don't... more
0: suspicious. Really? Okay, where was Vision in the town? Far end, oh, where no one edge. was moving. Oh. Yeah, Agnes was moving. Agnes was still, con- uh, was still able to do some shit. Unless there's, like, some law of Wanda's power is, like, Agnes being a main cast member, because she's in the credits now, um, means that she has a little bit more autonomy. She's that far away from Wanda, she shouldn't be moving. She should be like the rest of them. But she was able to talk. Dude, I'm gonna say this as a
2: friend that feels a little bit like you're reaching.
1: Yeah, it does does seem like a reach. I I just think...
2: Like, it's, it's a weird scene, because they pull her out of it, and she gives us almost nothing. Like, Vision's asking her all these questions, and she's just kind of like, are you here to save us? And then she breaks down laughing.
0: No, she repeatedly uh-huh. goes, you're dead, too. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, to be fair, like, I would have that question too. do, like, wait, aren't you dead? Because, you know, like, I don't know. well, um, I don't know, I just think with... I just think, like you know, I choose was a red herring, just because. And I just think because this thing has mentally drained everyone. You know, we like we see this really great shot early on with like this person just they're they're doing incomplete laundry, and there's a tear that goes. Through. I just I think it's just mentally draining everyone. And I be honest? That felt a bit trite. Ah, uh, yeah, like, it, it does seem a little pretentious. Well, but, like you know, it's
2: a little heavy-handed. Is what I mean, like. You could just show... That scene without the tear, I think, would be fine. Throwing the tear in there made me feel like they were yelling at the audience, you're supposed they to feel understand something. that everybody's scared and sad. And I'm like, I kind of got that from the scene with Norm last week. Yeah, I was like, I miss Norm. Norm, <laughs> yeah, wasn't him. in this episode. Dang. Yeah. No, but we
0: did get an excellent Herb Frankenstein. Yeah, that was, that was cool. Yeah. It was a good-ass costume.
1: Actually, I want to touch on something. This is like at the very end of the episode when she starts like like expanding the Westview area. Uh, I love how she turns all the military people into clowns. That <laughs> was.
2: I feel like that was a really good
1: subtle joke. Yeah, that that's like just that's just how she views it. Just you're all clowns. <laughs> no, no or, that's
0: you're all clowns. This whole military stuff because I've been in it before is the circus. It's bullshit. <sniffs> Have you seen the theory about what's going to happen to Darcy next week? Uh, I mean, other than the joke I posted in my Discord server earlier. Is that where I first saw that? I have no idea. I just did that as a joke.
1: Oh, that was a joke? I thought that was legit. (laughs) No, it was a joke.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah, that's what I was... I thought I saw that on Reddit for some reason. But, like, the idea of her just being her character from Two Broke Girls next week,
1: that'd be fun. Oh, Oh, that was a joke. I feel dumb now because I don't know what Two Broke Girls is.
2: <laughs> I do because I saw ads for it all the time and it looked like the kind of show that would make me beat my head against the wall. Oof.
1: Mm. Yeah. Can we also talk about how this like this episode basically also inadvertently predicted uh Stephen Ford's pitch for wanting to make a Randall Park show? But That's I Randall Park's probably... the actor. The Jimmy show. Like, yeah.
0: That's probably why they were so uh like willing to take in a pitch
1: yeah because it's like well we already have like a basic setup and you know, a character
0: because we already have the character we have a group of people that we can put with them and also there we there's like a couple scenes that kind of like showcase it and people are already interested in it so sure why don't we give the guy who got a viral tweet and got the ball rolling for the fans to give us a pitch
1: yeah, I really hope that pitch comes through, though. If only so, yeah. like Stephen Ford cannot will be more than just the Dragon Knight guy, which you
2: know, yeah. He deserves. Although I've heard like he's done tons of stuff behind the scenes in Hollywood since Dragon Knight, so it's not like his yeah, career. but like
1: yeah, and like and like I'm just talking about like the quote unquote like pop culture superhero shtick. Mm-hmm.
2: I mean. Yeah. Oh my god! I just had the worst idea. They're doing they're doing multiverse stuff now. So what if he reprises the role of Kit? <laughs>
1: that's not... just put him in like multiverse
2: of madness for five seconds.
1: The worst part is that's plausible of Dragon Knight's continuity. <laughs> that's, that's actually plausible. Anyway.
0: Oh man, there's a lot of dumb things
1: like. So how about those costumes? Oh, they're um. I'm surprisingly maybe because I haven't been on Twitter in a while. Or ever. Or, who knows. But, like, I was surprisingly seeing not a lot of thirst tweets for uh, uh, Elizabeth Olsen in this episode.
2: <laughs> All I've seen in relation to this episode is people thirsting after Elizabeth Olsen. And honestly, same, but y'all are being gross. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. Also, Liz, <laughs> speaking of costumes, can we talk about that great cutaway gag with, like, the, the kid Juan and Pietro? Yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: And they're fucking dressed as Widow and Fury.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> I actually didn't notice that like i just thought like she dressed like an ant and like
2: but that was really good um i i love the idea that wanda is into mex into luchadores (laughs) fucking like i'm sure vision fought up fought of that excuse on the spot because he realized he needed an excuse for the costume
0: but like something about
2: wanda watching el santo matches just makes me happy
0: It also is just like a real it's like one of those little things that you would have as a character gag in a sitcom mm-hmm. yeah uh
1: and then I, there's I, a lot oh, of
0: other little things that are just like amazing like uh the kick-ass gag
1: yeah oh i didn't notice that
0: um
1: uh yeah, pietro says exactly. like uh
0: kick ass and kids repeat it kick ass and then juana goes kick ass because both actors who played pietro quicksilver were in Kick-Ass.
1: Ah, okay, that's... Because I, I knew it was, like, some reference to that movie, I just didn't know which one. Also, uh, speaking of... Uh, that commercial was surprisingly dark. It uh, also had, like, probably the most effort put into it out of all the commercials so far. Which is it weird, because
0: it's the one I like the least. It's oh, a pitch-perfect version of, like, those late 90s, early 2000s commercials, though. Yeah. Uh, it is it's exactly- just weird. It is. Remember those uh, Capri Sun commercials? No. Yes.
2: it might We're, be a uh, you bit bit rem-
0: before her time. Yeah, we we are a good five to seven years older than you. <laughs> I don't know the exact. Yeah, yeah. remember, I I'm I'm definitively a millennial.
2: Whereas I'm in I'm in the generation fucked bracket of just between millennials
0: and zoomers. Nah, you're a millennial. You're 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 bounced up here with with us.
1: Ah, damn it in yeah, college like, hey, met- and
0: roommates at 30.
1: I never got the reference to the, co- what's the commercial referencing?
0: Yo, magic.
1: Oh, magic. Just magic.
0: Someone's eaten Wanda's magic.
1: Oh, oh. okay.
0: Did you, did you just get that's it now? Mike
2: broke. Yeah. And now, and now it's so obvious that that's what's going on in the show.
1: Damn it. So, someone is absorbing Wanda's magic.
0: Well, Wanda, who is trying to use magic to grieve and move past trauma and help people, can't control it as much as she used to. So, she's starving. Um, oh. Because remember, the kid in the commercial also had a red shirt and kind of reddish brownish hair, much like Wanda. Oh. Mm. And to continue the fish oh. imagery of the episode, the kid had a dead fish next to him. Wanda and Pietro got a fish when they were trick-or-treating in oh. and Wanda threatened to turn Pietro into a fish.
1: Uh also speaking of Pietro, like the, like like he seemed pretty suspicious throughout the entire episode. <laughs> like he was still great, yeah. but like like there were just always these, especially at the last line he said where it's like, well, your husband already died like previously.
2: I mean, that's kind of just Pietro in the comics. He never goes straight villain, but he's always the most dickhead hero.
0: Ah. Because here's the thing. Uh, We've talked about House of M, where Wanda changes reality, makes the mutants all-powerful, makes Magneto King, Uh that kind of stuff. That wasn't her idea. That was Pietro's idea. Oh. Oh. Like, in terms of the family dynamic, Pietro got Magneto's attitude. (laughs) Wanda got, like, the power level.
1: Okay, weird thought, so what if, like, I'm just, this is, like, a dumb thing, I'm just gonna say it anyway, so, like, what if Wanda learned to travel through multiverses, and the Evan Peters, Pietro encouraged, I don't know, that's probably not gonna happen, but, like, encouraged her to do all this, and I don't think it's true, but, like,
2: I don't think that's where we're going, but that, that, yeah. that could be an
1: interesting idea. I think there's, going to like, be elements of it, you know? Yeah, uh-huh. elements of multiverse. I don't like I'm kind of like I'm still not sure if he's like from Fox Quicksilver or, you know,
0: if I may give my like thought, like real quick fantasy book with my prior Marvel knowledge, what I think's happening. Sure. I think Wanda came back from the snap, realizes mm-hmm. wait a second, Sword has been messing with My boyfriend's uh robot entrails for like five years doing god knows what and he wouldn't want that so let me get that real quick then something happens and then the hex happens the big we're in sitcom world now yeah i think whoever did that like planted that idea whether it be agnes whether it be nightmare whether it be mephisto or whether it be just wanda breaking down this happens. She does, There's just she so many
1: suspect lists for this show right now. Just somebody like, who did it? It's just we have entire bulletin boards of just, okay, here's this character from the comics, but here's this character from the movies. Who can show up? Who can? Like...
2: I mean, somebody did do the SpongeBob Squidward meme, but it's Mephisto um on R slash MCU today. Uh, but she didn't sure control that. it. She
0: did. Uh-huh. She, she just. So she's kind of just going with the flow. It's like, okay, I'm happy right now, so let me just continue it. Okay. And as she's going on, it is taking more and more of her power because it's being siphoned off, because she's just using so much. It's just taking a mm-hmm. toll on her. People are starting to wake up more.
1: Yeah, especially thanks of Vision's little buzz thingy
0: because we only started seeing people really start kind of waking up in the seventies episode. Yeah. So like, they're slowly starting to wake up. Wanda's hold is weakening. And as Wanda's hold is weakening, the barriers of the multiverse are Mm -hmm. starting to get wobbly, essentially. So her powers are influencing just her wants and desires. So it's pulling in concepts to fill in those gaps. And I think it's doing this because I think the end of the show is going to be Wanda not necessarily saying no more mutants or no or yes all the mutants she's going to make the choice and expand the hex all over this dimensions earth through space and time and taking bits and elements from the comics from the fox movies whatever people want to come back from the fox movies who are popular on the soft reboot and basically kind of go like Yeah, soft reboot of the MCU. Everything in the MCU happened, but now also some X Meny mutiny stuff is now there too because her hex influenced the dimensional barrier of this world to that extent.
1: Okay, that's actually one of the more plausible how to introduce mutants in the MCU things I've heard, to be honest. Like, I'm still in the camp that they should just, it should be a government cover up. Um, But like, um, and
0: that could be the reason why we haven't heard it in the movies, like, the, the retcon reason, once mutants are, once mutants have been kind of placed in the history.
1: Yeah, like, it's been a cover-up, yeah. yeah and, honestly, they can, like,
0: that... and that could be the reason why Deadpool 3 is now in the MCU, and still yeah, has t- 1 in the
1: Yeah, uh, that can work a lot, like. I can was, was like, just now, now that you said that, like I can just imagine the opening scene of Deadpool three just be like him, just getting him and the gang just being tossed into the MCU. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm.
0: no, you would no big toss moment. It's just like you're, they're all sitting in a lounge, and a wave of energy goes across them, and Deadpool just looks up and goes, "I smell a mouse." That would be great. It used to smell a lot more like a fox, but
1: now it smells like a mouse. Yeah, I'm just imagining this between Colossus and...
0: (laughs) Because, honestly, that Colossus is a really good Colossus, and he can work within the MCU. Deadpool already uh, works fine. And this way you can go like, okay, what X-Men actors do we want to use? Then that way, hey, we can keep using this version of Quicksilver because he's a fan favorite. Or we can go back to Aaron Taylor, or we can get a different uh, Quicksilver altogether because it's from a it, it's an uh, it's a, a version from a different universe that's kind of smushed into ours.
1: Okay, mm. but if we're doing like so- sorry, I know we're thinking a lot about the future right now. But like, do we want to do we want to recast Magneto and Professor X, or do we want to use Fox Magneto and Professor X? I don't think I'm not sure if we want to use James McAvoy or
0: I'm okay with James McAvoy and Michael Fassbender coming back. But I think, no, actually, no, they've probably aged into a good young middle-aged version of those characters, which is what I would want to see right now.
1: I'm I'm just just saying, would the actors want to come back? um, I mean, get get
0: get that Disney paycheck, though. Yeah, fair. yeah. Yeah. You know something else
2: about this episode we're not noticing that potentially hints at stuff? What? Do you know what Pietro told the kids to do at one point? Run, my demon Speed spawn. Up.
0: Unleash hell, demon spawn. Unleash oh! Hell. Oh, it's yeah. definitely
1: my <laughs>
0: But also, remember, Pietro in this entire episode is heavily associated with the imagery of fish. Oh. Red herring. Oh. <laughs> Damn
1: it. Oh.
0: They are throwing so much at, like, this might be an answer, this might be an answer.
1: Yeah, and so... then, like, Agnes could be a red herring? Who knows what's a red herring? <laughs> Anything also, goes now.
0: Also I saw this theory that I kind of want to see happen. I want to see like the la- one of the last scenes in the uh, of the series is just Hayward, the sword guy going like, you know what? I'm right about super people. We need something to to defeat it. We have all this tech from uh, vision. We just need a we just need a good scientist engineer to, to build us the right thing. So please, ladies and gentlemen, he's talking to a crowd. May I introduce to you Dr. Trask.
1: Who's Dr. Trask? He's He's the the guy guy
0: who invented the Sentinels. Oh,
2: and if we're starting
0: to breadcrumbs the X
2: Men, and you know what, they could they could do another bring a Fox actor back because fucking Peter Dinklage isn't doing anything right now.
0: Oh no, and he's already he's already been one character in the MCU, and I wouldn't imagine that he had a bad experience and wouldn't want to come back. Mm -hmm. Yeah also another thought if they do if my fantasy booking idea of like this is how they're doing the ending and this is how they're bringing in mutants this could be a semi-soft reboot to bring back all the dead villains that they killed without realizing they may want to bring them back like Like actually i don't know say a certain uh eric killmonger or dr claw
1: man man Oh, that would be honestly it would be really super. like honestly I've really considered like, oh, would they want to do a soft reboot? Because like usually you do a soft reboot if you're like the DC extended universe and you've had your ups and downs. Like like honestly, like like usually I think of soft reboots as like a business strategy, uh, but like uh for like something that could creatively fulfill. Cause what do you think about it? They don't really need to do a soft reboot. They're making a lot of money. So, but like if they want to do a creative reboot, creatively like conscious like if they just wanted to uh, tell a cool story with the soft reboot then that would be really cool
0: because here's the thing like x-men is such an integral part of a lot of marvel things that they've kind of had to edge the line with a lot of the stories they've telling with yeah like civil war would have been 10 times more impactful if there was mutants around
1: yeah, it really would. Uh, it's still a great movie, but like
0: But like imagine General Ross going like and look at all these other people and you just throw up a couple like C list mutants that everybody loves. Uh yeah. Glob, Beak. Gold balls. Yeah, gold balls.
1: Gold balls. Gold balls. <laughs> He's a dude <laughs> who can just make giant gold balls. That's really I, I I don't I don't know how to feel about that.
0: Actually though, his code name right now is Egg, because of weird x-men things uh, he's part of like a group of five who can make uh, um essentially um a resurrection uh thing for all mutants yeah so like yeah right now the x-men can't die so mm-hmm. but i there's other there's other little things that like people have been going uh, i've been seeing some th- uh people talk about is like Some people are unsure of them doing Mephisto because of the supernatural element involved with him, you know, being the devil, and how that might play with uh, China, because they're kind of, like, iffy on that. But I also had a thought, what if it's not purely Mephisto, what if they kind of make an amalgam of a couple different eldritch characters, like Mephisto or Nightmare? Or never mind about that what if they bring in blackheart Ooh, that'd be fun because the the hand and the the the, the door kind of look more like a black heart kind of thing but uh i don't know we've gotten pretty far off the beaten path do we want to talk about some other stuff that actually happened in this episode uh i'm searching through the thing the, the intro though was pitch perfect malcolm oh the in malcolm Little. in
1: the middle intro that was great
2: that really threw me because i had completely forgotten what the malcolm in the middle intro looked like but it, it was a very good homage
1: um yeah did those little clips sprinkled in and were golden
2: mm-hmm.
1: and like i just liked the kids a lot
2: more this episode because i feel like yeah because last, last episode they had them be bad actors on purpose because all of the kid actors in the 80s were terrible but here it's like, oh, we're in the 2000s, where the kids were kind of the stars of sitcoms. So now let's let these kids actually act, and oh, these are good characters. I'm terrified that we'll lose them by the end of the show. Now,
1: oh yeah, actually, so if they want to do that Young Avengers thing, and just keep them around to form Young Avengers or Champions or whatever, uh, I would not mind if we get these. Like, I don't. I would not mind if we get these specific actors. I don't. I think they're going to do another age up before if they want to keep them. Or champions in young avengers but yeah i wouldn't mind
0: again with my self-reboot theory they could be sent back in time reincarnate uh, and uh reincarnated through different parents like they are in the comics
1: yeah okay that's a bit of a stretch but um you know anything can work <laughs> I, mean, I mean it's Marvel, that,
0: it's that's it's what happened in the comics baby. If they can bring in a giant purple raisin man, they can do something as simple as go like, "Yeah, their their souls were sent back in time and they reincarnated."
1: Ah, uh, okay. Actually, when you put it that way, that much more simpler. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think we dried. Did we dry up the well yet? Let me see if I can find any more little bits and crannies. I think we dried up the well. We already talked about the clowns.
2: <laughs> uh, are being a dick.
0: Uh, I'm trying to think. Yeah. But also, here's another thing. Vision technically pierced the veil and was outside. Yeah, he was being sucked back in, but I don't know if that was how the hex works or if
1: that's how Vision's
0: body works I don't think
1: he was getting sucked back in. I think he was legit just being torn apart. But the energy
0: was coming from the hex, like, going from him to the hex. He was, like, being dragged back in.
1: Oh, okay, I I get it. I I just thought it was just tearing him apart. Uh Uh-huh. Because I, I think because it is tearing
0: to- him apart, but it's te- like it's the direction of how things are going.
1: Ah, okay.
2: And going back to the kids for a second, I think they kind of nerfed Wiccan's powers
0: because he was more of an empath than anything. More of an empath telepath, but like that's also kind of how.
1: Well, like, to be fair, like he just discovered his powers at the end of this episode, so he he probably could have more that we don't know of. That's true,
0: and
2: yeah. like and I, I should follow up and say. I didn't get exactly what I wanted, but I was satisfied with just Pietro being excited for Speed discovering his powers.
1: Ah, yeah, that that was wholesome. Mm
0: -hmm. Like That's something I'm genuinely a little hesitant to just go like, oh, he's purely Mephisto. Because, like, that relationship just feels cool. It feels good. Because, also, just how this version of Pietro interacted with Wanda was just like, that's what I want out of those two characters in the MCU because they were too they were too traumatized in age of ultron to actually be siblings.
1: And then they just kind of got like table scraps of screen time in the other movies.
2: I mean, they had a few moments of it, but it wasn't really focused. It was like an
1: appetizer.
2: i <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm technically 10
0: minutes older than you. But, you know, should we wrap it up or? I'm trying to think of anything like specific, but just yeah, no. It was a good episode.
2: I don't yeah. think it was better or on par with last week, but it was still good. It yeah, is
1: very I mean, much. Last ne- week
0: was, Go.
1: Like last week's was like such like a big shocking reveal. I like that. Just made everyone jump out of their seat that like, even if like, it was, it was a nice braver episode. Even if things are starting to get a bit more heated. Mm-hmm. Also
0: something that I mentioned Hayward's tracking vision, not Wanda. Okay. Oh, oh, oh yeah. I forgot that. He's not here to stop Wanda and save those people. He's there to reclaim stolen assets.
1: Oh, that, that makes me wonder. That, do you think the Sentinels are going to be part Vision? They could oh, be some tech. Yeah. But I the, mean, they do go they go they have... Yeah, I, honestly, like, this is a pretty bad idea, to be honest. I. What if they make the Sentinels' Vision repaints? I mean, I wouldn't
0: mind a smaller Sentinel for the MCU, but, like, I, I love the big boy...
1: Yeah, I like the big boy Marvel versus Capcom Sentinel.
0: Like, giant motherfucking hand coming down and trying to grab Wolverine. That's that's my yeah. idea of a Sentinel.
1: Yeah, same. I, I just think we just need more giant act, giant action at the MC. Because we, we have, like, smaller scale action, and we still have, like, cosmic set pieces. But, like, well, let's get more giants up in here.
2: Give me Galactus. Where am I Galactus?
1: I, I feel tr- like Galactus is going to be the next, like, big ending arc for the multiverse thing.
0: Either Galactus or Doom.
1: Yeah. I'd look at
2: Doom no, no, no. being more multiverse. You know, Doom should be in a Fantastic Four movie. Then yeah, you do Galactus in an Avengers movie. Then you do another fret. Then you do um, Kang in Avengers movie. Yeah.
1: Okay. I feel like Kang would be like the grand finale to the MCU, but like uh, that's besides the point. Yeah.
0: May I make uh, a quick sweeping, sweeping pitch? Sure soft reboot bring everything kind of fix all the little make the patches that you want to make patches to including like oh now we have mutants oh all the netflix stuff that we like are in so maybe the characters but not all the story stuff so we can do new daredevil new jessica jones new heroes for hire all that kind of stuff do all that kind of stuff and maybe you bring back uh, a certain character named uh the purple man you know fan favorite villain that everybody really enjoyed and say mm. you bring in Doom, and then you do Emperor Doom.
1: Ooh.
0: Do you know the Emperor Doom storyline?
1: Nope. Okay, basically, but it sounds like a cool name.
0: Doom decides, you know what? No more fucking around. I'm taking over the world. So he goes and kidnaps the Purple Man, harnesses the Purple Man's power for him his own and puts the purple man in a machine so he can basically mind control the world not so much of like they're mindless but so much but basically you agree with doom doom should rule the world that's like his only command for them
1: That's sick.
0: and basically the avenger like all the avengers are taken out and it wonder man has to come in and like wake everybody up to it now but here's the Fucking wonder th- man Here's the fucking amazing thing about that story: Doom actually solves a lot of problems.
1: Oh, he are those kind
0: of villain plots. Yeah, he redistributes uh, resources for starving people. He ends apartheid in South uh, Africa because this was in the mid '80s. Uh, he ta- he uh, he takes Russia out of Afghanistan. Like all it's... the things that we say are big problems in uh, the world, he just goes like, "No, fuck it. I want people to be ha- like, let's." let's fucking be
1: yeah because like doom like from what from what little i know besides marvel versus capcom he always seemed like yeah i'm a bastard but like i'm gonna be a generous one he's an asshole
0: and a bastard and he wants to take over the world but because he genuinely thinks that if he takes over the world the world will be a better place and not in a better place because oh they worship doom a better place because no that it, it, because he can tell them what to do and be better like, there, there's a bit in uh, Secret Wars, uh, the 2016 Secret Wars, that really exemplifies this. It's in uh, um, B-Masks' Fantastic Four video. Yeah. Where Doom says, Reed, you're always attacking me because I achieve good enough and you want perfection. Like, th- it, that's the kind of mindset Doom has. It's like, no, it's... Like I don't give a fuck if I have to take away their willpower. I don't give a fuck. If that means that people aren't going to die and people aren't being racist,
1: fine. Ends and now I'm really I'm worried afraid. about Dr. Doom in the MCU, but that's a discussion for another day.
2: Yeah, let's wrap it up. Let's wrap it up. Uh, Buster, or Miriam, or you person, tell people where they can find you.
1: Hi, I'm Buster Corp. I'm kind of taking a hiatus from videos because I want to like refresh. So no video this week. Sorry, but I do got videos already. They're pretty good, I think, on the Buster Corp channel. Also, have a Wattpad where I'm writing things. I'm sh- in the middle of writing an episode four of Veilbusters. Maybe I'll write a Power Rangers thing soon. Who knows? Just check things.
0: The Bongo! My name is Chris Boingo Ryder-Gaston. I do video essay and editorials on my YouTube channel. You can find it at Boingo Ryder. You can follow me on Twitter at Boingo underscore writer and Instagram at Boingo, uh, say it with me, underscore writer uh, You can always join my Discord server where we talk about uh, TV, comic books, um, wrestling, shitposts, aesthetic. Like, it's just... Yeah, it's just toys. We do a lot of toy talk uh, because I'm a collector... Uh, I say i'm a collector i don't have the money to collect and you are a collector uh i mean but yeah you can tr- i don't have the money to
2: collect either
0: yeah but you you have a, a semi you have a regular income that you can kind of save up and get stuff
2: yeah
0: uh but yeah no we, we hang out there talk uh do you want to plug all the modular media stuff or should we do it together after you plug your shit <laughs>
2: yeah let me plug my shit real quick hi everybody i'm the vacuuminator i make videos on youtube i'm currently on hiatus though but if you want to watch my backlog you can find me at youtube.com slash the that's t-h-c-v-a-c-u-u-m-i-n-a-t-o-r i'm also on social media twitter at the and instagram at the underscore vacuuminator for figure photography and such but before you do that why don't you do us a favor give this video a like give it a comment share it around and subscribe to the modular media youtube channel or subscribe to the podcast feed you're listening to this uh too you can find more of our shows at youtube.com underscore uh, modular media or however that link works you can also uh check out our twitter for updates on shows and when they're coming out that's at the modular media and you can join our subreddit for the same reasons r slash modular media but that's going to do it for this time we will see you next week when we'll be discussing
0: the next episode of wandavision hell yeah oh no No, wait next week is modern family yeah i'm not going to be on next week. goodbye nope you have to be here you have to be here i'm sorry You're you're in here with me and you cannot leave.